Hi, I'm Jason Pritchard, and welcome to the EVTOL Insights Podcast, a brilliant show featuring guests from companies in the EVTOL aircraft and urban air mobility markets. Throughout each episode, we'll be finding out about their exciting projects, which will help revolutionise the way we travel in future and get their insights into the current state of the industry. In this episode, I'm joined by Dawn Zoldi, CEO of P3 Tech Consulting and Ambassador for the 2021 Women to Watch in UAS Global Awards. She is a US Air Force veteran and also the founder of P3 Tech Consulting, which connects people who have a passion for advanced tech platforms with the plans, programs, policies and information they need to succeed. Ms. Zoldi is a licensed attorney and was admitted to the bar of the Supreme Court of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania in 1992. In her almost 25 years of active duty as a member of the Judge Advocate General's Corps as a military attorney, she performed a myriad of duties at various command echelons in the continental US and deployed forward. Upon retirement from active duty in 2018, she spent two years with the Office of the Air Force General Counsel as the Business Matters Attorney for the US Air Force Academy and an additional one on faculty as the Deputy Director of the Academy's Centre for Character and Leadership Development. She is an internationally recognised expert on unmanned aircraft systems and advanced air mobility law and policy and a recipient of the Women to Watch in UAS Award 2019 for Leadership. Her endeavours in the drone law, regulatory and policy arena include roles as a consultant for multiple aerospace companies, legal columnist for Inside Unmanned Systems and Inside GNSS magazines, guest contributor to DroneLife.com, podcaster and conference planner for Interdrone, as well as strategic partnerships and leadership roles in multiple aerospace, drone education, non-profit and media-related companies and organisations. Dawn, thank you so much for joining me on the EVTOL Insights podcast. Jason, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. I mentioned it a little bit in our introduction, but could you just start off by telling me a bit more about P3 Tech Consulting and the background behind setting it up? The history of P3 Tech Consulting is really inextricably intertwined with the fact that I did receive the Women to Watch Award in 2019 because receiving that award really inspired me to create my company. P3 Tech Consulting is all about, as you mentioned, connecting people with a passion for advanced tech platforms with plans, programs, policies, and information to succeed. And it's interesting, Jason, because I've really just in earnest started doing this business full-time in about the last 45 days or so. Uh, I was doing it part-time throughout 2020. And of course, as we all know, COVID hit, but I was able to grow the business and also simultaneously juggle my federal responsibilities at the Air Force Academy. And when I decided to launch full-time in 2021, what I've seen is my company's really evolved into what I'll call, you know, my primary line of effort being education. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm doing consulting, but at the heart of everything I do is all about educating people, whether it's through my podcast, as you do here, Jason, or through my various writings for the magazines you mentioned. It's really what I've been passionate about my whole entire life. Uh, I think it's what made me a good uh, attorney, uh, especially in the courtroom, because when you think about uh, when you have a jury and you have to convince them of a particular proposition, you're educating them on complex concepts 
and applying them to facts. And, you know, that's what education is all about. And I find that in this industry in particular with public perception being so critically important to advancing the UAM industry and community, that education is, is going to be at the heart of this effort. And, and it's going to be ongoing education. Completely agree, Dawn, as well. And I think public perception is is really, really important. I've had many conversations with guests like yourself, Dawn, about educating um, those that will be using the service in the near future and those uh, that want to know a bit more about it. For example, if they wanted to invest in the technologies going ahead as well. In your time then with P3 Tech Consulting, you mentioned education is absolutely key. Are you able to tell us a bit more about what your goals then will be going forward in terms of that education process, especially as the industry is only going to get bigger and bigger as, as we know it? The more I get out there between my podcasts and my various writings, I do have companies reaching out to me, explaining to me what their products are, uh, what their interesting use cases are and asking me to help them educate people about what it is they're doing. So I hope to continue, obviously, and expand that work. But when you think about the future, Jason, and, and kind of you know how the industry is really going to advance, and this will play into the diversity, equity, inclusion things we're going to talk about here shortly, education starts early. And, and it starts with children. You know, I hope to get involved more deeply in educating youth on the opportunities that are available in the, the drone industry, in the UAM and AAM industries. I'll give you one example. I'm plugged into a group here in Colorado in the United States. They're referring to themselves as Aerospace Alley. They have an education committee. We meet monthly and it's educators from kindergarten all the way up through college and people just exchanging ideas and information and collaborating. And I think that's just a great start. So uh, I hope to see that really expand in the state of Colorado. Uh, I also work with the Unmanned Safety Institute. If you never heard of them, Jason, they're doing amazing things in this space, helping really bring professionalism to the industry. This idea that, especially in the drone world, you know, where you can go to a store and, and buy for a couple hundred dollars, buy a drone, spend, you know, X number of hours studying. And at least in the United States, get your part 107 commercial license, you know, expanding this idea that you are an airman and there's a level of professionalism that's really needed. So I'm working with uh, USI, the Unmanned Safety Institute and so many others. So that's what I hope to, to do and to increase in the years going forward. Great. Thanks so much for that, Dawn. And wishing you all the very best going forward. As I said, increasing the public perception and awareness of this technology is going to be so crucial going forward. If I could just switch the conversation then to the 2021 Women to Watch in UAS Global Awards. As an ambassador for this year, can you tell our listeners more about this, please? I'm very excited and honoured to be the ambassador this year. You know, I, I was working behind the scenes last year. It wasn't obvious because of my federal position just helping Sharon Rossmar strategically look at how to improve the program. And this year, unshackled by federal ethics rules, uh, I, I can be the face of the award. And it's such an honor to do that because I look at it as paying it forward. As I mentioned, you know, 2019, it, it was life-changing for me. It really inspired me to create my company and to be able to allow, uh, to help other women uh, <clears throat> receive this kind of recognition uh, I, I think is also going to be life-changing for them. So this year, super exciting. It's our fifth year anniversary of the program. And we have four individual awards and two team awards 
Nominations are free. Let me, if I can, Jason, go through just kind of quickly what the different award categories are, because I, I would love for everybody out there just to think for a second, look around and say, I know somebody that I should be nominating for this. And by the way, nominations can be, anybody can nominate anybody, right? The individual awards are focused on women in particular. The team awards can be co-ed. You can self-nominate. Uh, you can nominate a colleague or a friend or a mentor uh, or a student even, just somebody doing great things. So the categories are these for the individual awards. We have the Saberwing Aircraft Leadership Award. This is the award that I received in 2019. And what it does is it recognizes an individual woman demonstrating an exceptional ability to motivate people or groups to achieve a common goal, including things like in education or policy, research and development, innovation, business, and humanitarian efforts. So the Saberwing Aircraft Company uh, they're amazing, and they sponsored this particular award. I should actually mention this is a good second to digress. We did obtain sponsors for the awards this year because for the first time this year, we're going to give micro grants to the award recipients. So instead of just receiving a plaque or a trophy, they're actually going to get a check to help them in whatever efforts they're doing, if they're starting up a business as, as did I, or if they already have a business, or they just want to use it for whatever reason. So that's really exciting. And these companies like Saberwing are helping us do that this year. So you've got the Saberwing Leadership Award. The second individual award is called the Iris Automation Entrepreneurship Award. Now this one recognizes an individual woman innovator who has significantly impacted the UAS or UAM or eVTOL industry and possesses outstanding business acumen and innovative practices that led to the success of her company projects or the efforts of others. Again, a, a great category. You got leadership, you got entrepreneurship. The third category is the Skydio Public Safety Public Service Award. I've specifically crafted this one because I think when people, they think about public service, they automatically think, oh, that has to be a law enforcement person. But I wanted to be sure that we included people like policymakers, like federal employees, you know, in any country that are creating the policy that will enable this technology. And so the Skydio Public Safety Public Service Award recognizes an individual woman who serves the public in any capacity and epitomizes community involvement or betterment in service-related activities, indicating the commitment and sacrifice needed, including but not limited to humanitarian efforts, like drones for good, public policy, military, federal, law enforcement, or public safety efforts. So I'm sure everybody has heard of Skydio. They're doing amazing things with their autonomous drones, uh, one of our key sponsors. The next one and the final individual award, Jason, is the Unmanned Safety Institute Education Award. As I mentioned earlier, I work with USI and they are amazing uh, in the education field. So it's very fitting that they would sponsor this particular award. This one recognizes an individual woman teacher or instructor who actively engages students with drones, shares the value of drones within the curriculum and develops drone programs, opportunities and programs and provides professional development to others as an ambassador for drone and STEM education. So those are the four individual awards. So lots of opportunities to, to nominate somebody there. And then we have two team awards. As I mentioned, these could be co-ed. Uh, the first one is 
the Volatis Aerospace Innovation Team Award. This one recognizes a team, group, company, agency, or organization in the drone, UAM, EVTOL, AAM ecosystem that actively encourages and inspires women to disrupt and innovate within the industry. So if you've never heard of Volatis, they are the Canada's largest drone service provider and they're doing so much more. I can go on and on about Volatis. Uh, the next and final team award is the Fox Fury Team Spotlight Award. And this one recognizes a global co-ed team, group, company, agency, or organization in the drone, UAS, UAM, EVTOL, AAM ecosystem, whose overall work contributes to the positive public perception of drones while fostering a culture of female empowerment and inclusiveness where women are engaged in key roles on the team or in leadership positions. So those are the different categories, Jason, as I mentioned, nominating is free. It's not a difficult process. And I'm really hoping that the listeners out there will nominate people that they know and teams that they know for these life-changing awards. But Dawn, if you were just to expand a bit more then on these awards as well, and what, what impact do you think that these awards have had in the five years since the, the first one was, was set up? The handful of women that you see very active out there, uh, folks like Gemma Alcock and uh, Hitomi Umatsu, Catherine Ball and Jess Chosid, th those are just a few names off the top. These are all women that actually receive this award. Like it, it, uh, I'm, I'm also thinking about Jackie Jumachik from Australia, Fiona Lake. So these are all award recipients and there's, there's so many more. But the fact is that this award really propelled their careers. And, and now you see them just making this huge impact across the industry. If I could, I want to add on a little bit to the award because I want to explain how it works a little bit and then how the awards are announced. Let's start with the last part first. The awards are actually announced live at the Interdrone Conference. That's going to occur in Dallas, Texas in the United States, the 10th through 12th of August uh, this year. I say that because people that realize that might think, oh, well, I, I can't make it to Dallas or I'm not going to be there. So I'm not, or I know someone that I want to denominate, but I don't want to do it because they're not going to be able to get to Dallas. Here's what I'll say about that. Nominate them anyway. Like the women, it'd be ideal for them to be there, the teams, but if you can't make it, don't let that be a limiting factor. Nominate, nominate, nominate anyway. And so there's a big luncheon that we hold at that conference every year. In previous years, Jason, uh, there was a saying, hey, look, you know, the women that win these awards are hiding in plain sight, hiding in plain sight, because there would be this luncheon towards the end of the conference. If you chose to go to the luncheon, you'd see who won. And otherwise, the women would be walking around all week. Nobody would know who they were. We're, we're flipping the script on that. Uh, there's going to be a plenary session announcement up front uh, in front of everybody at the conference. And, uh, you know, those women will be very visible. We are actually having a very uh, special panel as part of Interdrone with these women that will be speaking about their accomplishments and what they've done, plus the luncheon. So I did want to say that, uh, you know, don't let it be a limiting factor, but certainly, uh, you know, keep, keep nominating. The way the award works is once the nominations are in, and by the way, the nomination period closes out on May 14th. I believe noon central time in the U.S. CST. 
So keep your eye on that. We're, the countdown has begun. We're a little bit more than a month out from that. Uh, so once again, nominate, nominate, nominate. Once those awards are in, we're having a two-tier process. So we have an international panel of judges that will review the nominations in a particular category. Then they will pick semifinalists. Those semifinalists will be notified. And then there'll be a second round of judging, again, by an expert panel of judges. And the winners will be announced at Interdrone and not prior. So that's the way the process works. I don't know if I answered your question specifically, Jason, but I did want to kind of go, go through that a little bit to understand how it works so people had a better idea of, of how all this will play out. Yeah, no worries, Dawn. I know. Thank you ever so much for the, the added bits for the awards itself. It was just really to get your thoughts. Because you were a recipient in 2019, as we mentioned in an earlier conversation, what impact do you think these awards have had on the industry? Uh, you, you've answered a bit of it, I think, in your answer. But is there anything else you wanted to add about how much impact that the Women to Watch in UIS Global War Awards has had on the industry? Uh, and for those women and brilliant individuals that are already in the industry at the moment? I think this will play into a little bit what we were going to talk about more deeply, Jason, which is this idea of diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI within the industry, why it's important. And what I will say to that is, you know, there's a saying that that people use, if you can see me, you can be me. And the fact that, as I mentioned, some of these women are a little bit more visible, the fact that this award elevates them in a way that gives others in the industry and others coming behind them, gives that visibility, I think it's really critical to inspire others to, you know, there might be a little girl out there that hears about this and and sees like, oh, that's something I could do. I never thought about flying a drone before, you know, like Fiona Lake, as an example, who's this award-winning globally award-winning photographer. I think that is really important. That idea of, if you can see me, you can be me. And, you know, I, I tell people there's a corollary to that, which is because there's so many men in the industry, this saying that if you can see them, then she can be them. In other words, this idea that it's not just to inspire girls and other women to get into the industry and to excel. It's to also let everybody know that, you know, they might not have thought of that woman down the hallway uh, as being someone that could be in their C-suite, but you know what? She can. (laughs) And once you see people doing that, it's, and it becomes a normal thing. It becomes normalized. Uh, You know, maybe someday we won't need a group like women in drones because it'll just be drones, right? But the fact that there's so few of us in the industry lends itself to the need for a group like Women in Drones to let people know that, hey, we're out here. There are people you know, to inspire others and to let people know like, hey, there's amazing women. You may want to consider hiring them. I'm sure you know this, Jason, but diversity isn't just a social nicety, okay? The reality is, and there's research that backs this, that diverse organizations are successful organizations. When you have a monolithic group of people that look the same and think the same and come from the same background and walks of life, they're only going to be thinking in a certain way. When you add different viewpoints and perspectives to that group, whether female or, you know, from a different culture, 
you know, US versus UK, even as one example, you're going to have a better, more rounded thought process that's going to elevate that company and that project. And so that's really what this is all about. I agree with everything you said as well. And I really like the idea of, you know, it's all encompassing that by working together with different men, women, and those from different cultures, it all works to be a better place in the end as well. And I I wholeheartedly agree on that. I just wanted to add to the next question, really. And again, you mentioned it, and we'll talk into more detail, is that there's been a lot of support from companies across the industry for these awards, and it's brilliant to see. And also the awards, as you say, do a great job to help promote the amazing work that women do in both in the urban air mobility markets as well, and the drone market for that matter too Um, do you think the industry can be doing more to make it more inclusive and diverse i know you've expanded a bit more on the points previously but just wanted to get your thoughts on the matter if that's okay Dawn. absolutely uh and and the companies that i mentioned you know whether it's skydio or fox fury you know valadis saberwing usi unmanned safety institute iris automation saberwing you know all of these companies they they believe in the concept that diversity matters And that's why they're kind of putting their money where their mouth is, for lack of a better term, to show that this this is important to the industry. So, yes, very thankful for that. With regards to other companies, you know, we we also have a Fundly.com page for the Women to Watch Global Awards uh, program. uh, So people can still continue contributing to that, which would be uh, amazing. But every single day, what can companies, what can people do? little things. As I mentioned, I just came from the Air Force Academy and um, very sensitive to this idea of how do we be, how are we inclusive? And, you know, the military, less so in other countries, uh, has has even fewer women, probably. Uh, There's some countries that have zero women in their militaries. And so that's always something that at least in the United States, we're looking at. How do we increase the role of women? How do we uh, make sure there's equity and inclusion? And one of the things we looked at was this idea of artifacts. And when I talk about artifacts, I'm talking about what posters or pictures are hanging on the wall in your company or in your building. What do those people look like? Do they all look like you? Are there any women? Are there any people of color? Any people from different cultures at all? Uh, you know, and, and it's something, you know, you may walk by every single day. You might walk down a hallway and not think about it. But when you start looking very deliberately about what is around you from an artifact standpoint, you realize like we can do better here. Here's another example. Artifact can be physical. It can be, you know, symbolic or verbal. So how about your Twitter feed or your social media account? If you're quoting people, who are those people that you're quoting? Uh, Are there any women in that group at all? Uh, Are there any people of color or from different cultures uh, when you choose to quote somebody? And these are just very simple examples of things that are very easy to change, but it takes a deliberate process because you have to look very critically in the mirror, down your hallways, on your Twitter feed and say, you know, we can be a little better than this. You know, a perfect example is pick a company and just go on their website, Jason. Uh, you know, there's going to be pictures of aircraft and things like that in this industry, but who are the people in those pictures? What do they look like? And I don't know if, if you'll be surprised or not, but if you did a survey, and this could be an interesting project, if you did a, a survey just of a handful of companies, I guarantee you there may not be any women at all 
at all. And the men you'll see on there will be white men. Now that's fine, right? Like that's the reality of the majority of folks in this business. But this again is another thing that is so easy to change. Change the picture, flip the script. And now when someone is looking to apply to a company or decide, hey, is this, is this an industry I wanna get into? If they look on that website and they see someone that looks a little bit like them, they might be more inclined to pursue that opportunity. And these are just a few very easy examples of how every single day companies across the world can make a very small difference and just through artifacts alone. There's been a great amount of change and, and progress in this industry at the start of 2021, despite the current pandemic that we're, we're in at the moment. Um, but are you able to give us a bit of insight as to what you've been seeing and, and if there's anything that you've seen, any stories or any sort of insights that, that's really sort of exciting you a bit more about how this industry is, is progressing? You know, Jason, obviously I follow what you do and I agree. I think there's been this exponential explosion of companies and venture capital in the UAM industry, in the drone industry. And possibly the most ironic thing about the pandemic, at least in the year 2020, is that at least on the drone side, you saw this, this idea that, well, technology can be the ultimate social distancer. And so this idea of drone delivery, whether it was for medicine that was needed and people couldn't leave their houses or, or COVID-19 testing kits, as an example, uh, those positive drones for good stories started really coming out. And I think helping to turn the tide of public perception, we're not there, we've got a ways to go. When you're talking about urban air mobility in particular, You've seen, at least in the U.S., and I I know globally there's a ton of activity going on, uh, but in the U.S. in particular, the Department of Defense, you know, the military infusing a ton of capital and resources into UAM and EVTOL aircraft, you know, efforts like the Air Force's Agility Prime, companies like Joby that's working with the Air Force, you know, coming out with what, 6.6 billion valuation growing every day. It's probably a, an outdated number. So you connect those dots and now it's like, wow, UPS, not only could they do drone delivery 135, they could be using those EVTOL aircraft, right, for those deliveries and maybe someday carrying people. So just an incredible amount of activity every day, more and more. Uh, I'm so excited to see this. Um, And I think you would probably agree, Jason, not just in the United States, but globally, not every country, because I think some countries just don't have any rules. So it's almost the wild, wild west, as we would call it in the United States. But uh, most countries, it's, it's the regulation that's holding back. It's the regulation and the infrastructure. And infrastructure won't happen overnight. That's something that will take years to plan. Uh, regulations in most countries that, that create them uh, is a very deliberative process. It takes also a, a long amount of time to, to finalize. And so we're seeing the technology. We're seeing all of these use cases and applications and I feel like we're very much on the cusp of that next step of really opening it up. And I don't know that it's going to be this year necessarily, but I'd say in the next, in the short term, I think five years or less, I know some people out there say, oh, she's crazy. It's going to be 10. I don't think so. I, I think we're getting really close and I'm excited to be a part of this. This is a huge reason why 
I decided to make the leap full time into my company now because honestly, I want to be a part of it. And uh, I want to be there in there from the beginning. And, and that's why I'm doing this. Just leads me to my final question, Dawn. And I've really enjoyed our conversation. It's been really insightful hearing all your thoughts. Are you able to sort of give some final thoughts on the Women to Watch in UAS Global Awards? Anything you feel you've uh, not mentioned or any final recaps for the, our listeners? I'll start with the nominate, nominate, nominate. It is free. You know, let's let's lift people up and make a difference in the industry. So the, uh, the way to do that is through the Women and Drones uh, webpage. And it is HTTPS colon double slash backslash global dot awards platform one word dot com. That's the nomination page. You can learn so much more about these awards, flipping through, see who the other winners have been through the years, read about the companies just right there on the women and drones webpage. And by the way, I mean, it goes without saying, but I'll just say it. If you are not a member of Women and Drones, either as an individual or as a company, you should be. Uh, they're doing amazing things. So many men, so many companies have joined uh, recently. They have they have a free webinar every week called Coffee Connect. They have a Vertical Space magazine. They're pushing out a newsletter every week, just chock full of information. They have a jobs board. And oh, by the way, they just kicked off Women and Drones Africa to help elevate the women that are there, uh, just doing amazing things globally. So women and drones, join it, but check out their website for the nomination page, as well as to learn more about it. And then one final note, uh, we would love your support. Also the Women to Watch Global Fund. You can find that on fundly, F-U-N-D-L-Y.com slash women to watch global awards 2021 fund. So every penny counts. We're trying to make a difference in people's lives and at the end of the day, make a difference in the industry. So Jason, thank you so much for having me, for giving me this opportunity to talk about not only my company, but more importantly, diversity, equity, and inclusion in the industry and how women and drones and this Women to Watch Awards uh, can help that. So thank you so, so much. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to be featured in one of our podcasts or there's something you feel we should be talking about, then please send me an email at editorial at evtolinsights.com. We'll be back soon with another episode, so look out for it on whichever podcast platform you use. Goodbye.